The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And here we are inside the SWBC podcast studio at the Star in Frisco. It's sunny outside, not so sunny. Although Mickey has a smile on his face, Everson, <laughs> Everson is not a happy camper as not he walked in the, the studio. Camper. And uh, we're here to break it all down mm-hmm. over the course of the next 45 minutes on Mix Shots. I was smiling, wondering how you were going to start this off <laughs> since you didn't have any musical start to the <laughs> nope, song. Nope, there is no music. Is no, <laughs> no, the band has gone. Yes. The music has died. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Although, as you can see, I refuse to accept the season's over. I still, still got my credentials. Man, <laughs> that was a tough one yesterday. Yep. So no how ju- you gonna, I don't know. How are you going to make me feel better, Spax? Please tell uh, me that. It's going to be very hard. Man. Um, and it sounded like listening to uh, Stephen doing his segment on the fan. Mm-hmm. That Just was, moments ago, as a matter yeah, of fact. That there wasn't a lot of good feelings in that team meeting room. Um, and everybody was kind of down, I would imagine, because the weird thing about NFL seasons, especially when you get into the playoffs, is you go 100 miles an hour for six (laughs) months, and then everything comes to a screeching halt, right? And it's hard to accept not only, I would imagine, for the players, the coaches, whatever, us too, that – you do something this much for six months and then it's over, like yeah. in the blink of an eye. That's and almost like my football career too. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly what you mean. And you just, you know, you're you're kind of prepared to go forward. You're never willing to accept that. Yeah, but it could be over. And uh, for the Cowboys, it's over. Uh, they got themselves a lot to blame for. And mm-hmm. I don't know where you would like to start, uh, but. Um, Start from the beginning. <laughs> we should point out uh, what Stephen did say in that interview because it's top of mind as far as coaching going forward. And we did get something that uh, was somewhat definitive from uh, Stephen. Kind of absolutely, right? Yeah, he uh, basically, as far as the head coach goes, uh, the, I think the question was posed, are you confident that Mike McCarthy will be the head coach of this team this year? And he said, yes, absolutely. So, you know, so get that out of the way it, right off the top. And it's really weird that it even comes up because if you get into the business that if you lose a playoff game, you're fired, Boy, you're going to have a lot of turnover <laughs> a, in the that's NFL. That's a carousel, right? That's a carousel. Yeah. That's a coach's carousel. And, and 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 I don't know why that always starts, um, you know. And 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 I think two things have created that. Um, when they fired Chan Gailey after the '99 season uh, because he didn't win a playoff game those '98 and '99, but really the reason they fired him is it wasn't a good fit between the head coach and the quarterback. Remind me on that, how long after the season was a decision made not to bring him back? 
it was after meetings. It was after right. It was after yes. yeah, digesting the season, right. and having an opportunity to talk with fact, players, talk with, right. Yeah, definitely one because if I remember correctly, they named Dave Campo the head coach when I was already at the Super Bowl, I believe. Uh, so what was the record before that season? So they was went, it like this? They went ten and six, lost the first round game to. Minnesota, mm-hmm. and then eight, or maybe it was the opposite way around. Uh, one year they lost to Minnesota, and then the next, the other year they they went ten and six and lost to Arizona. And that's when he was fired. And he, and then he he got fired. So he had two consecutive uh, ten and six, runs, eight and eight. Uh, yeah, and the ten teams. and six season was the last time. So at that might have been. Uh, the ten and six season was the last time uh, they had swept the NFC East. They won eight games in the division. That's back when St. Louis was still in the NFC right, East, right. if I remember correctly. Ten and six and ninety-eight lost to Arizona, and in ninety-nine it was if I can read it uh, Arizona. Uh, I mean uh, eight eight and eight and lost to Minnesota. Minnesota, that was. Uh, the wide receiver had a big day. Yes, Randy Moss. Randy Moss. <laughs> yeah, right. We got yeah, lost. Some, after some they did, we got. <laughs> they started a, a verb for him too. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> and then in in 2010, look, the reason, and everybody keeps saying they fired Wade Phillips so Jason Garrett could take over as the head coach. They fired Wade Phillips because they were one in seven, and he had lost the team. They were not playing for him. The yeah. last eight games were and one and seven. They were no, the first. That's first, how they started the that, season. Oh, wow. One and okay. seven, uh, and they were flat. They were they they just didn't have anything, and it was time to change. And the easiest change was because Jason Garrett was there. So, I think those two things. And he went caused, five and three the rest of the right, season, and right. he was named the permanent coach after that. Right, and then. <clears throat> Eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight until they went to twenty fourteen. and what eleven and five in twenty fourteen. So so anyway, and and the other part of that and why the why questions are being asked about the head coach is because other teams are interviewing the both coordinators for right. head coaching jobs, Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn, and so the thought out there is well, if if Jerry Jones really. Uh, is enamored with keeping Kellen Moore or Dan Quinn, whether you make a change. And so, so basically, Stephen has put that to rest. It's he said he confidently, absolutely expects Mike McCarthy back. Now that we can get to the game, and and since we're going to get to the game, it's like after the way the offense and defense performed in that game. <laughs> That's what. That's what. That's Do I what, need to that's, say anymore? That's what I said last night. I said it. As I laid all that out about the coordinators, and then unless these other teams watch today's game, and that gives them pause. Right. You know, uh, starting with the defense, though. Okay, the way the Niners came out in that game. I mean, that opening drive of the game, it was like a knife through butter. Yeah. Okay, and they did everything exactly the way they had planned, and then and they had the, 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 the exactly the way we figured. So, right, right. No one surprised. Right. I mean, we all knew it. Right. Everyone knew it. Mm-hmm. I, I can't see 
them saying, oh, wow, that was a little twist and, there. But then I, I wasn't ready for that. I, they could not have said that. And then they were they were held to field goals the rest of the – I mean, they had success offensively, but they had to settle for field goals. And so it's a 16-7 lead at the half. And then the, the score they had in the second half was after an interception. And next play, Debo Samuel's in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, you the, don't the, have to give up a 26-yard run the next play. Right. The, uh, this is when you make. This is when you answer as a defense, right? Right. This is when you respond, and that's what I expected too. But no, the not. issue on offense that you better score more than seventeen points, right, to win a playoff. Well, game. I'm, I'm going to. We'll get into how the game ended, right? But the reason they were in that situation at the end on Friday in my column, I wrote three things that had to happen if the Cowboys were going to win. Number one, their offensive line had to play better than their offensive line. Correct. And they didn't. They did not. And it was embarrassingly bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dak was – and everybody wants to look at, well, why was Dak so inaccurate? Number one, he got sacked five times. Number two, and this may be even worse, he got hit 14 times mm-hmm. in the game yep. throwing passes. 14. Okay. And they couldn't run the ball. And if you look at the running game, they had 77 yards. 17 of them was not a planned run. It was Dak Prescott's <laughs> scramble for a touchdown. So they had 21 carries and first. How many did he get on the last play of the game? Was... Oh, I forgot about that one, too. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, – The running back said rusher. 16 carries for 45 yards. Yeah, there you go. right. And 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 other than that one run, even the one run for a touchdown, they ended up with 20 carries for uh, 60 yards. Well, that that your offensive lines got to play better than that. Got to play better than that, and they didn't. And by nope. the way, the other team did not have their best defensive player the on the field uh, nope. for the last 30 minutes sure of the game. Yeah. Nick Bosa. Uh, and and shocking, he he got a sack by spinning into the inside. Somebody had to look for that, right? They didn't play well. But again, that has been a problem uh, the majority of the year, the offensive line. Number two, they had to not let Debo Samuel take over the game. He took over the game, Mm -hmm. right? And and, and ended up with 110 yards from scrimmage, including the 26-yard touchdown run on an end around that he doubled back on, and I don't think anybody laid a hand on him for 26 years. They did not. He danced around back there, picked his spot. Boys, he's good. He is good, but, but, you know, you allow greatness. Right. You know, and I'm a victim of that as well. I know for a fact. When you have, as a safety, it is your job to find the hole that the running back is going to, to find as well. You have to anticipate what that is. You can't come over, first of all, over-pursue when you already have another guy out there setting the edge for you. You can't over-pursue. Like, I'm going to do the play. Yeah, right? you can't over-pursue. You have to be poised, waiting for that moment. Otherwise, he can't make it through the, the sideline, the def- extra defender that's out there. This is your gap here. You know, you learn that from playing with the flex. Tom, that was the whole thing of Tom Landry's defense. You have to plug in where you're supposed to be. Trust them to do their job. By, and by, this is no time to not be poised. discipline, right? This by, is no time not to be poised. By the way, did you hear what Debo said to Kyle Shanahan after that interception? 
Oh, yeah, give me the ball. Yeah, he said, give me the ball, and he gave him the ball. And, by the way, what was the play they ran when they had they were trying to get a first down to end the game? It was basically, it was Debo Samuel, same deal, and uh, wound up an inch short. Actually, Shanahan said afterwards when they asked him about it, uh, he said, yeah, he said, Debo said something to me. There was so much noise. I, I didn't understand what he said, but just looking at him, I knew what he meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me the damn ball right now. Uh, and then thirdly, what has been this defense's problem all season long? Can't big play plays, yeah, big play plays. And I pointed that out, that if they don't get multiple takeaways to get San Francisco off the field, the big plays will kill them if they didn't stop that. I went back and looked before the game. Cowboys had given up 76 plays, run or pass of 20 yards or more, and they came into the game with 70. So their offense was big play. Yes. It wasn't marching down the field play after play after play. Well, in this game, they had 15 snaps of at least 10 yards, totaling 240 of their 341 total yards, 240 came on 15 plays. So they didn't stop the big play. So all the things that worried about going into the game came to fruition. And that's why they were scrambling at the end to try to get one more play to throw to the end zone. And, you know, it's amazing that we even got into that position, actually. Uh, it's a testament, but it's nothing you can be proud of. It, it really isn't because it's the pattern that we've shown, and that pattern has always been 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 shown as a failure. When we we, we I like the pattern where we come out and score fifty points. Well, that's not what we saw yesterday, and that's been our consistency or inconsistency throughout the last half of the season is trying to be more consistent in victory, right? trying to make the plays that you need to play when it's time to do and not leave yourself in this frantic situation at the end of a ball game. Uh, God, defensively, guys, I was we, – we, when it's all said and done, there are certain things you have to know about yourself. And no matter how good we feel in certain games, we do not have the defense that can carry a team. We have one that can make plays, but offensively, we still have to complement our offense. I still think that's our identity. And when our offense is not playing well, then we struggle. And when I say struggle, that's when we start to lose our poise and, and start to make mistakes. And if you look at, um, I, I mentioned how, how the duress Dak was under. Jimmy Garoppolo did not get sacked one time. Mm. And he only got hit four times. So he threw the ball. 25 times, and they just didn't get to him. And you lost to a team whose quarterback rating ended up 67.4. Wow. 67.4, and only passed for 172 yards. But it was the plays they made, the big plays. Moving the chains. Right. They play, they play like us. That's us. That's the Cowboys. They're not trying to go down the field. They are trying to get themselves in position to move the chains. That's exactly what they did. Controlled ball game. N multiple play drives. And it was a quarterback playing with a sprained thumb. He didn't. Well, they didn't need him because they're running the ball. They got Debo. 169 yards rushing. And that's how you protect your quarterback. Right there. Run the ball. 
and, and move the chains without having to, to ask for third and 15, third and nine. We're looking at third and six. Because when they managed to get them into those situations, by the way, yes. they that's they, when they were successful. We were successful defensively. Yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely. Okay, uh, it's break time. Or what do you want to talk about when we come back? Oh, we got a Take lot a to talk about. We will start. We go to the end of the game. Yes, we'll go to the end of the game when we come back on mix shots. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek. Get your seat in a seat. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back, back to mixed Shots. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just 20 bucks. Join now and get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com United for details and to join today. And I don't know if this little fan pack thing had anything to do, but I noticed in the game, and I usually don't see these things, that before they let the standing room only crowd in, there were people already lined up along the railing. And I was wondering if those were the mm. Cowboy United fan pack that mm. you got that privilege to enter those earlier. Those were the Sooners, the squatters. They were the squatters, the Sooners, <laughs> before everybody else came rushing in. I saw the video of everybody rushing in. Yes. Yep, it's a mad dash. And to the surprise of the people that were on the West Concourse, Nickelodeon was set up taking their space in the middle of the standing room on that second deck. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the announced attendance was 93,470. Didn't get 100. Nope, not to 100. I brought my brother-in-law and uh, my foundation partner. The, the, uh, 
Forty Niners fans tried to get it to a hundred thousand. Yeah, I, I brought a couple. And so yeah, brother in law was his birthday. Elmo, he's crazier fan than, than you and I put together. <laughs> I thought I was gonna have to give him a Xanax before the game. He, he did okay. How about after? <laughs> he did, yeah, he did okay. He did, and, and I we really I must commend both of us because my foundation partner is a major Niner fan. Okay, so how was the setup in the stands? Uh, because on TV, I was watching on TV, when the 49ers came on the field, they showed a shot of the visitor's side of the stadium there was in the background, red. and there was a ton of red on there that. Was it more it red. appeared, yes. anyway, to be a ton of red. But then when the Cowboys. It was on one side. Okay, so when yeah. the Cowboys came on the field, on the, cow, on the home side of the field, yeah. it was seemed to be virtually all, all white. More normal. Yeah. 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 And the upper deck that you didn't see in the 400, it was almost all red mm-hmm. on their sideline. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you could see, see where the line was drawn. Yeah. Yeah. So. A lot of Cowboys fans made a lot of money because they sold their tickets. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, twenty-four. I ran into somebody and said his buddy of his had two lower level seats, mm-hmm. and he made twenty-four hundred dollars. He couldn't pass it up. <laughs> two tickets each. I mean, two twenty-four each. That about pays for your season ticket, almost. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, end of the the game. All right, have at it. So, I don't know what your guys' feeling is. I understood the last call, why it was made the way it was. It was designed. It wasn't like a spur of the moment. And if you saw the all-22, the way San Francisco was playing, they were all lined up on the side of the field, Mm -hmm. knowing that they could not give up a pass to the boundary and let them get out of bounds. They looked they, like they were ushers at the theater. <laughs> yes, they did. They were did. just lined up on hey, right? this way, this way, this way, go this way. It's sort of they looked lined up on the sideline the way uh, the poor kicker for San Francisco was lined up inside the Cowboys cheerleaders' lines <laughs> when they were marching off the field, and he was in the middle of them practicing his kicks, right? So they're all lined up on the side. So there was no San Francisco player between the 40 and when they showed it, the 20. Mm -hmm. There there was nobody. The rest Mm -hmm. of them were at the goal line. Mm -hmm. So the idea is run the ball up the middle, slide when you think you've gotten far enough, and then spike the ball. Well, here was the big problem. And I finally looked it up and found it because I thought I had remembered when the NFL changed where the umpire stands, used to be five yards behind the defensive line. And they said, you know what, that's a little dangerous. We're going to move them behind the offensive line so they can have a look. So he kind of lined up opposite across from the head referee. In 2010, the NFL announced that this repositioning would be permanent after five major injuries were suffered by the umpires in 2009. Wow. From 2010 to 2015, the umpire returned to the defensive side of the line of scrimmage during the last five minutes of the second half Mm -hmm. because they figured, all right, teams are going to be trying to hurry up. we got to have the ball spotted quickly, right? In 2016, they 
this provision was deleted, and now the umpire stands in the offensive backfield and all plays, except when it's obvious when the offensive team will spike the ball. So here's what happens. I went back. I watched the time. Dak takes off. There's 14 seconds to go. He slides down with nine seconds to go. The umpire was still at the 50-yard line. I don't know what he thought he was going to see from there, but he was still at the 50-yard line. And we'll get into the way Alex Kemp, the head referee, answered the, uh, the pool reporter's questions. He did not get to the ball until there was like four seconds to go. He had to run 25 yeah. yards. Yeah. And then he had to bust bust through (laughs) the line. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, and he had to bust through the line to get to the ball. And the rule is the umpire has to touch the ball before you're allowed to snap in a hurry-up, right? He should be in position. So I don't know what he thought he was doing back there, but here's what else happens. You know, Dak mentioned he got run in from behind. He did. Well, he did, but the guy had to get to the ball, right? Yeah. He spots it, and then he moves it again. Why why did he have to reposition it like the length of the football? He put it down and then brought it back to him. And guess what he did after he spotted it? He ran behind the defensive line. So just they did not, when they made that decision, they didn't factor in the ball had to be spotted, right? And, And I heard criticism. Who didn't factor in? The Cowboys, maybe, in their timing of how long it was going to take to get the next play off. Well, they, it shouldn't really no, matter. No, but it shouldn't have mattered. No, because you don't even— he, But why wouldn't they—I mean, as, they, as you practice it, you know the rule. Right. And so you know that the official has to—the well, umpire has to set it. maybe they didn't it was going to take that long and that's right. the to thing. get there. That's the thing. Right. They didn't and here's the other because thing. Because when you practice it, you assume he's going to be much quicker than five seconds. I heard people saying that Dak made the mistake. He's got to hand the ball to the official, not to his center. There was not a official in no sight. Once again, both he's too guys, far away. both guys on the sideline stood there with their foot marking where the ball was. Nobody came in to get the ball. But not that's not their official. job on the side. It's the umpire supposed to come in, that's right? right? And it took, and I I'll mispronounce his name. I don't know. It's R A M O N George. So it's Raymond or Ramon. He took all day to get there, right? And then he respots it. And by time, I thought, I thought he got, I thought he got tripped up. No, I didn't know what the heck he was doing. He Get was out of the still way. at the fifty-yard line. Of the way. And so, <laughs> and so, nobody, there was nobody to hand the ball to. So he hands it to Biotish. Everybody gets lined up, and this guy doesn't show up till three seconds. By time he respotted it, got out of the way, they didn't get the 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 snap off right. But McCarthy said. That you know how they had the alternative officials on the sideline, both sidelines, two on each. They basically immediately told him that's going to get respotted. They'll reset the clock to one second, and they didn't do it. Okay. So they got no call down from the replay referee. They got no call from New York, and when Alex Kemp was asked. If any of those things happened, 
He said, no, we discussed it on the field. Well, they didn't discuss it for long mm-hmm. because the next thing we heard is the game it's is over. over. Yeah. With no explanation. He gave a better explanation for the punt hitting the video board than he did at the end of the game. He says, very unusual play. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that while, you know, announcing a call. So when they asked him, there was no replay assist or from New York, that is correct. That's handled on the by the officials on the field. And when he was asked, when the umpire uh, is that far away, should he have been closer? He said, we're trailing the play, keeping proper distance so that we can identify fouls if there are any. Once the play is over, the umpire immediately goes to the spot of the ball, and that's what we did. That is not a freaking answer. That is not an answer. That's not what you did. Like he was going to call a penalty 25 yards away? That's, that's, the, way you write, that's the way you write down an answer. That's a multiple, <laughs> multiple, <laughs> multiple choice, choice answer. You know, what is, we know what you're supposed to do. That is not what you did. If you're that far away, you just can't be t- in, in a timely fashion. When you practice that, you assume that the umpire, right, is going to be there. All you worry about is what your teammates do what the, what's coming from the sideline from your coach. That's all you worry about. You don't worry about, oh, let me get out of the way because now the, the, the umpire is going to come up three seconds later. Yeah, if Dak finally, had waited, he'd have been holding the ball like, come on. Okay, where That's, you at? Yeah, I, I don't do that. I have to get the next call. I have to make sure my guys are lined up. We assume that you do your job and in a timely fashion. Because, well, of course, we're working against the clock. All-star. So you can't be the reason for, for the delay. All-star crew. And well, they, they saw everything. And I, I know that much. I'll how, tell many, you, how many did we get? 14 again? 14. That's our magic number? Got a couple other we'll go over. Mm-hmm. What is, but, what's your understanding on um, – have you ever talked to coaches uh, about oh, – through the years – about this scenario and how much time typically you want on the clock, or what's that cutoff? The number, the number of seconds on the clock in order to be able to run a play of this duration, get lined up and be able to clock it. Mike what, thought they were right at their threshold for enough time. All right, for me. But I think I remember him once saying, 17 seconds was the cutoff." And they were at 14. They were at 14. And it wasn't like it was. they ran a play and they're at 14. It was a, it was a stopped clock. They knew that they had 14. Right. You know. What I remember going all the way back to the Jay Novacek play against Bill Belichick's Cleveland Browns in 1994 where yes. he got stopped on the goal mm-hmm. line. I remember at that point talking to coaches, what's that threshold? And I have always thought this, ever since 1994 – uh, the threshold was 16 seconds. That's my issue with this play call. It, I love the concept of it. It's the amount of time left on the clock, mm-hmm. and you and, and you can run it as many times as you want to run it in practice, and you cannot simulate that situation right there because of the adrenaline. The I mean the the stress that's on everybody involved, including plus, the officials. and that's the other thing the is officials. plus the most important person in the equation is not at your practice. He is not there. Yeah. He you is know, not there to simulate. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so that's the issue that I had with running that play. 
Uh, and so, you know, so you're at the 40-yard line. What would you have done, throw a Hail Mary? Uh, well, I'm, I'm looking at in that situation because of what they were doing on the sideline and so forth, you have to throw to the end zone, and maybe you get two shots at the end zone from the 40. Uh, but um, I love the concept if you've got 16 seconds. I don't know when you got 14 seconds because this kind of thing happens. And Dak said they had two plays already to go. One was five guys down the field, mm-hmm. and then the other one was a Hail Mary. From And from the 25, the Hail Mary is a little more realistic, yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, and I know you got my, my column probably just got posted, but the lead to my story was about the last seconds, and I said my imagination had run wild. <laughs> Either they were going to get – 46 years later, the second Hail Mary of their career to win the game from the 40, or from the 24, the tight end was going to catch the catch two Mm -hmm. in the end zone to win. I would call that. (laughs) And neither one panned out. Mm -hmm. And so I ended my column with a little... Uh, Michael Jackson, just my imagination <laughs> running away with me. That was Temptations. Yeah, yeah. With Michael Jackson saying it, I thought he did. He was maybe. after. I think he did his own avatar. Yeah, yeah. Temptations were the first. Temptations one. did it. Mm-hmm. So you know, the other thing that I was uh, when I heard uh, uh, McCarthy talking about it after the game, and uh, he liked the idea of the five verticals to the end zone rather than a hail mary. I was. I wondered. You recall going all the way back to training camp and Dak's injury in training camp. My understanding is that that had come throwing a hail mary, it, and oh the, the his the back thing. the back injury. And so I wondered how much they have actually practiced the hail mary pass, due to the fact obviously you don't want that to happen again to your quarterback, the most important player on the team. And so, which might have given them more comfort in, because it's it's still even the five vertical thing to the end zone. I mean, what are your chances of completing it? You know, when you've got everybody in the end zone, somebody's got to screw up. Yeah, right, right. So anyway, that just thought crossed my mind. I was trying to remember if they even had to throw a hail mary this year. Well, there have been times. There have been times. So this this isn't the first time I've thought this this year. There have been times where they were in position and they they'd run the lateral play instead. And at those times, I thought I don't think they want Dak to throw a hail mary. Which, by the way, that play was going to work. Cedric Wilson. How is it that well, they okay. cannot get this play he done? All right, here's the best so. play that never happens. All right, here's what you instead of the Dak draw. Run the Cedric Wilson over the middle, throw it out of bounds play. <laughs> Do what now? Run, oh, 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 Run the Cedric oh. Wilson, throw it out of bounds play. What do you mean? I don't think what you, they ran earlier in the game. I don't yeah, think yeah. you could do that. You already ran it. I don't think you could do that on purpose, though. You already ran it. You run the same play. You got Tony Pollard going. I didn't get penalized on that. Throw, did it, they? throw it behind him. Yeah. And, and I mean, just, just throw an inaccurate <laughs> pass to Tony Pollard on the sideline. Because it get, inter- it get intercepted because they're defending the sideline anyway. No, you can just throw it out of bounds, you're saying. Just throw it out of bounds. That's what they did earlier in the game. They didn't get penalized for it. And it can't be. You can't say you were grounding the ball because you throw it behind him. Like a fumble. Right? Yeah, I'm t- that's what I'm saying. It's a backwards pass. Well, we need to talk to Kellen more about that set. I'd like for them to I mean, actually complete it one time. But that would have been the that one time. Nice. That would have been the one time to the play would have worked. Save it for <laughs> them. Because then you would have had. You could have run that 
10 yards down, 15 yards mm-hmm. downfield. Cedric Wilson throws it to Tony Pollard, incomplete, out of bounds. Mm-hmm. How, many, how long does that play take? You're Probably from 14 seconds. seconds. Well, so you're nine seconds. seconds. Now you can do it yeah. again, and now yeah. you're you're at the 15 yard line, and you can take your shot at the end zone. Well, the I'm fact joking, that we are, the fact that we are in the <laughs> the fact that we are talking about low percentage plays, you know, <laughs> that means that we did something wrong to get to that point. That's right, so and that's the problem. And to that point, how about this? In the last eight minutes of that game, okay, Cowboys pulled it within 23-17. With 8.02 left in the game, and what does San Francisco do on their next possession? They accumulate three first downs, and they mm-hmm. run five minutes and 20 mm-hmm. seconds off the clock. Yes. Okay, if you don't want to be in this position where you're having to – Stop them. Yeah, stop them. And don't, third down don't commit plays. the penalties. I believe the penalties. That's mm-hmm. right. We had penalties on the hands. Which, by the way – You had an Osa with a whole defensive holding, wait, wait, and you had the Gallimore. Wait, guys? Yes, what next. is going on with this? I, I, oh, we got to do that next. Oh, it's I, 2 07. And I'll just set it up with I've watched every game, every snap, and I don't think they ever had a defensive lineman called that, for holding. The first – Let's go. All right. We'll be back with more of that in a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. Back, back, back. To Mick Shots. Speaking of defensive holding, your favorite WWE superstars return to AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania on Saturday, April 2nd and Sunday, April 3rd, 2022. Get your tickets to the most stupendous two-night WrestleMania in history. Visit SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. All right, we have precious little time left, and so we're going to have to go to our hurry-up. 
Okay, real quickly, I wanted, thanks, to, I wanted to give a shout-out to Tard Archer. He was the Pro Football Writers Association pool reporter. Yeah. And I've had to do this before several times, go into that officiating locker room and ask them questions about something that was sort of off-kilter. He hung in there and got nine questions asked. I think when I got to four and— I wasn't getting anywhere. I just threw my hands up and said, I'm done. (laughs) At Texas Stadium, the locker room for the officials was very small. It felt like you were in one of those old Jimmy Cagney movies back in the 40s in a hotel room in New York when you could go like this (laughs) and hit both walls standing up. That's the the visual that I actually have. And and they're all – so you got a recorder in your hand. The head official – head referees got one, and then there's an NFL person with one. So you got three recorders going. And all the other guys are shooting daggers at you, right? Because they're all looking. And they call the official up that made the play. So they're intimidating the hell out of you, Mm -hmm. right? And then you ask a question and you get these little short uh, empires uh, answers. Like, was the umpire in where he was supposed to be? The umpire spotted the ball properly, right? They give you all these little short Quest answers, right? And you can't get anywhere because they're so defensive, right? Mm-hmm. There's no discussion whatsoever. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, I give Todd credit, ESPN uh, Dallas, for hanging in there and continuing to ans- ask the questions. Did he get good answers? Uh, just to be clear, there was no replay assist or call from New York on this play. That is correct. That is handled by the officials on the field. Would that been something that should have been looked at before the call of the game was ended? Or once you call the end of the game, it's the end of the game. That's the end of the game once we confirmed it with the officials on the field. That sounds like he's in court. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, like. good job by him. He tried uh, to get something out of him more than the standard answers. All right. Uh, was it the defensive holding? Defensive holding. Twice. It, like Everson and I said, I think, in the break, I hadn't seen it called all year. All year. Twice in one game. Twice in one game. Okay. And I'm going to start with the first possession, the first play of the game. When they called Randy Gregory for in the neutral zone, Trent Williams moved his left leg. He moved it so obvious, I wrote down on my notes right here to Samuel, meaning the pass, arrow, false start, 71, left tackle, false start. Oh, nope, they called Randy in the neutral zone. Why did they call, why did they stop the play? Why did they whistle it when it's a neutral zone violation? I I have no idea because... He one Trent, of the officials must have thought false start. Then they conferred, and, and the other one overruled him. Or I something thought the guy reason. on that sideline called it. And Trent Williams moved his foot, his leg, his left leg, which was to the official, moved. It's like he twitched it, and then that's when Randy jumped. Right? Randy was already lined up offside, and maybe they thought he was already right. But mm-hmm. his foot. Now I don't know. Do they call it if your head's over the line, but not your foot? Uh, yes. Okay. Well then, that's what they call. So that maybe that's what happened. All right, that's that must have been what happened. The reason that they blew the whistle was because Trent Williams moved. It was a false start. 
But the fact that Rand and so the other official from the side probably came in and said he was lined up lined up in the neutral zone, and that must be the rule on it then. Well, because the that, ball was that on negates the, the false start. The ball was on the twenty five, and the ball where they were hiking it was just behind the twenty five. And but his if the, foot well, was if, if, the you, if it's a if it's a false start. The ball hasn't been snapped yet, correct? Correct. So does it matter where Randy Gregory's lined up at that point? Well, apparently apparently it does because they I mean, called right, it. Right, <laughs> right. And then well, the ball's not snapped yet, so, so it doesn't matter where Randy is right now, correct? And then later he didn't, he didn't yeah. jump. He didn't no, right, that's right. No, he right? did not he that's was right. he was still until he took off when he but, saw but, the late. But he move. was still and he was still in the neutral zone uh, offsides when the ball was snapped. No, so, but but no, but I understand the ball what you're was saying. Not when it they, was a false start on the false start, but I, mean, I, I assume what what the rule must be on it. If a guy is lined up in the neutral, the defensive player is lined up offsides, and you false over, start, that overrules everything. Yeah. that overrules everything. Yeah. Maybe I don't yeah, know. That's got to be it. That's and then be it. it happened again, and the second time. He, his head was not over the line of scrimmage, and there was Trent Williams. He was digging his left foot into the ground like yeah. like he was getting ready to go, yeah. and they didn't call it again. It's like, okay. And then they totally botched the delay of game after the fake punt because – and Tony Romo got it wrong – on the on the broadcast because mm-hmm. Romo was saying, okay, they left the kicking team out there because they were trying to get a timeout from San Francisco. Oh no, they had another play That's what I that was going to be I'm in run the stands, so I don't hear Tony. by the special. I'm thinking teams. they have another. They play, had another and they had play a wildcat going. going. Right, and, right. They had a wildcat and, going. And and C.J. Goodwin was on the field, by the way, and he I think was a former quarterback. He was lined up in the backfield. Right. Yeah. Okay. So what happened? was they were going to run a play against their special teams, right? They were going to run a play That's against right. San the Francisco put their defense on they the field. And, and, then, and then, yeah, what happened was, number one, and I, I forgot about this, you have a kicking ball. That's right. That's so right. the umpire had to pick up the kicking ball and replace it with a regular ball <laughs> and throw the kicking ball off the field, right? So... San Francisco is seeing what what was going on. They ran their defense back out there, right? Of course they did. They aren't going to punt again. Right, right, right. It's yeah. So first down. So here's what here's what takes place. (laughs) They reset the clock after he changed the ball to 25 seconds. It got down to 20, and. The Cowboys realized, oh, they got their defense out there yeah. against our team. It only took team. 25 seconds to realize no, that. No, it, exactly. took, it took five seconds. And no, so, no, because I watched it again, and they didn't even reset the 25-second clock for about 10 or 15 seconds. Well, because, well, because they, they, they had to switch out the ball. Right. right. And then with 20 seconds left, and, McQuaid goes, oh, hell, we got to get off the field. So he waves everybody off the field. So they had to bring in the offense, right? Well, they got him in. They made their substitution change, and old George, the umpire, is standing over the ball like this. And he and he waited till three seconds left on the clock to move, and they couldn't get the snap off. That was the one that got me. That one got what me was right he, there. And 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 Mike's, because because they made a a, a 
uh, change, change. And, and you have to leave time for the, the opposition to make their change, and, even and, if they are making a change. you got to give them time. And McCarthy said that he was told that they initially said we were making a change and the Cowboys weren't. But they got accused for one of the guys on the sideline celebrating, and he was on the wrong side of the sideline. And so they were looking at that guy's coming in. So they said, oh, we got to hold it up so they can make their change. So there it goes. All of a a sudden, you're first and 10 at the 36, I think it was. I have a a question on that. Can you tell the officials in advance? Should have. That. That we want to use the same ball, the the kicking ball, on the next play. That's the only way. That is the should've, only way. Should have told them what was coming. Right is, I, is before the even, game. Is it even allowed though? Before before the game, you tell the. I, that's what I'm wondering. You yeah. tell you tell the officiating crew if we run a fake punt, we want the kicking ball on the field because we're leaving our kicking team on the field. We're going to run another play. And on the last play, they should have told umpire George. This is what we're getting getting ready to do. Be ready to spot the ball, right? Nobody knew they nobody knew they were going to do that. Twenty five yards away. God. Do you think uh, Dak made the decision to do that? No, that was the plan. All to along. run. Yeah, yeah, that was the play. But the reason I say that, I think in his post game comment, I think the verbatim on it, I didn't hear him say it, but but the the, the transcription of it said I decided to. Do to run the play. Oh, I don't remember him saying that. I'll have to go back and look. But Mike, they basically said they've practiced that. Right. So. Oh yeah, yeah. It I wasn't know. like. Right. It wasn't like he drew it up in the sand. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I think I had it somewhere. Let's see. The, um, where'd it go? Um. He said, "Here's the verbatim on it." I made the call knowing that we're going to get some yards and get down, and I've got to clock it. So that, which made me think that it was Dak on his own who decided to do that. But I don't know for sure. Like he told Kellen Moore, "No, I'm not running what you called." <laughs> or they've got a play called, and then he can. He saw what was open in the middle of the field, and they've practiced it, and so there's no. Well, reason. they lined up that yeah. way for the. I think the right. previous it two plays. Pretty right? obviously that's what you. That's the play you run. I mean, to me, that's the play you run. Do you have enough time? That's something you should have taken care of before that play. So you don't run the – you don't throw to the end zone until you have to? I thought they were getting themselves in position to get a closer – Like a real play. Hmm. Yeah. I I know that was what their intent. Yeah. 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 The question is, did they have enough time to do it? Well, you got got no choice. You got no choice. And you shouldn't have been in that position to start with. In the first place, Yeah. yeah. All right, that does it for, well, we went the season. six minutes over. We're <laughs> going to be back it, again tomorrow. That does it for 2021 hey, season. we got the snap off on our last play. <laughs> That's right. Oh, we went man. overtime here. Oh, All right, the Cowboys didn't have the liberty of having overtime. All right, uh, that does it for today's show, and we will shout at you again tomorrow. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?